On this episode, Dude and Brett open up four different Elijah Craig expressions, one private barrel 94 proof, a standard barrel proof offering, and two club private barrel proofs from bourbon enthusiasts and Mash and Journey private barrel clubs. Find out what they were and how they rank on this episode of The Bourbon Hunters. But before we get started, do you like our podcast? Do you like bourbon gear? Visit our website at www.bourbonhunters.com to check out our bourbon shirts and to buy a bourbon hunter Kinsey Dram. Thank you for taking time out of your day to join us on our hunt for great bourbon. Reward yourself and sit back, grab a pour, kick up your feet, and enjoy. Welcome to another episode of Bourbon Hunters. I'm Drew Poor. I'm joined by Brett Ryan. And today we are going to do some Elijah Craig private barrels. But to start with, we're going to dive into one of my, uh, I, well, the real reason is I've got like three bottles of it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it actually is one of my favorite of the Elijah Craig barrel proofs. And it's the uh, C920. So it's back from 2020 and it's the third uh, release of that year. COVID batch. <laughs> yeah, I guess it would be, wouldn't it? Um, and it's 132.8 proof. So we're actually going to start at a higher proof than the next two. Um, but the two after this are actually, it's kind of continuation of last episode where we did some barrel picks from Luxuro between Mash and Journey and uh, Bourbon Enthusiasts. So doing the same thing again today. It'll be a Mash and Drum and then a, or Mash and Journey, I should say, and then a, a Bourbon Enthusiast uh, pick. Uh, and I don't know that we'll necessarily put them against each other, but I'm sure we'll rank them yeah. somehow. So I just noticed looking at these two, I thought Elijah Craig used a lot of like generic bottles, but that actually says, you know, barrel proof and single barrel on the glass. Yeah. I mean, the bottles are very, um, like generic, you know what generic I mean? Generic yeah. and similar, but they've got embossing that say like 1789 on them and, mm -hmm. and they're nice bottles. I mean, they're definitely recognizable bottles because I think they're, I I only really think I see them from from Elijah Craig, but they're generic and like I know what you you mean by like that. the shape like, of them yeah, is generic throughout exactly. kind of their line because right. like their regular small batch, which is an underrated bourbon in my opinion oh, because I agree it's, it's a shelfer. It's cheap and it's not. I mean, it's not hard to get. It's cheap and it actually tastes good. That was Ellen's favorite for a long time. Yeah, it was till she got COVID actually. And then it just it changed her taste buds, and now I think she's coming back to it slowly. But for about a year, she didn't like it after she had COVID. She should sue COVID. She should sue COVID. Those those COVID people. All right, so let's let's pour out some Elijah Craig barrel proof, um, and I'll get into my shenanigans from last night, I guess. Yeah, and you can talk about uh, New Orleans. Yeah, I haven't been on the show for a couple weeks, so glad to be back. Yeah, for sure. Glad okay. to have you back. Yeah, for it. you're uh, you're leaving, so I want you to. Be comfortable yeah. with your pores. I'll survive either way. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they don't do BJJ once in a while after drinking bourbon. So. Yeah, and it, it's kind of like a, uh, a scenario a thing, right? Like, what yeah, if I've had been, a couple drinks? Right. You've been someone's trying to wrestle with me in the bar. I did a heavier pour than you, you it looks like. <laughs> you did. I'm It'll be fine. I'm disappointed in myself here. Well, there's more in the bottle. You can always top <laughs> it back is. off. And I've got two more in backup, so it's fine. Um, so this is the C920, uh, Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. So <laughs> I love Elijah Craig Barrel Proof, first off. It's one of my favorite uh, when I can get them. I have not gotten any from this year, and I don't think I was able to get any last year. Maybe I got... I feel like last year we got some Larceny Barrel Proofs. I got we the got, Larceny C. I got two of those. I have... 
I have two different ones as no, I have a C and then maybe a B. I think you got the same C I did. I did on our trip. I think. I yes, but I ordered it online. Oh. And then I was able to get that other one from Tyler, and I don't know if it was a B because I didn't have that was my first Larceny barrel proof. Gotcha. So I'll have to check when I get home. The C922 Larceny barrel proof, and the difference between the Larceny and the Eliza Craig is the Eliza Craig is the rye-based bourbon uh, from uh, from Heaven Hill, and Larceny is their weeded-based bourbon. So same mash bill as like uh, Old Fitz and stuff like that, um, and then their regular Larceny, uh, you know, shelfers. Same thing with Elijah Craig; it's the same mash bill as their regular Elijah Craig offering. But this is the barrel-proof version. And then the two we'll be doing after this are private barrels, which means they were selected from a single barrel uh, out of the uh, Heaven Hill Distillery. So, And I had a single barrel. It came from um, the Bourbon Enthusiast. It was an Elijah Craig like single barrel that was a non-barrel proof. Yeah. You know what? He hasn't done one of those in a long time. Should I get that and we start with that first? If you want, I don't care. But it was really good. Because, yeah, I mean, honestly, that is a... Uh, that I have that one. Mm-hmm. I have... I probably have multiples of his because he's had multiple releases actually it's been a while i feel like since he's had Uh, one of those let me get that real quick okay yeah and i'm back so i went and grabbed a bourbon enthusiast barrel pick from a regular elijah craig 94 barrel so i guess i mean it's the same thing they just proofed it down to 94 yeah i don't think they were doing private barrels at the time of uh of barrel strength so and this one was kind of confusing because the inscription on it says small batch, but it's actually a single barrel. Yeah. So it's a little like where I said I hadn't seen where these actually say single barrel. I know they probably are hadn't updated their uh, stuff when they were doing these, yeah. if I had to guess. I mean, that would be my guess anyway. But yeah, so this is a single barrel. It is from Elijah Craig. Um, it is 94 proof, and it's from Rick House EE and uh, Sixth Floor. And I don't know that this one actually has the age disclosed on it. I know the other ones we uh, are doing do. Um, yeah, no age listed on here. But the other ones we have will have an age statement. So, all right, let's go ahead and nose this. And this is, um, you know, it does taste like Elijah Craig, if I remember correctly. It just has a little bit of a unique kind mm-hmm. of flavor bomb to it. The nose is like a classic bourbon is how I feel. Like it's the classic like vanilla, caramel, Maybe some brown sugar. Yeah. It's a it's a very, again, like traditional classic bourbon when I smell this. Yeah. And I'm trying not to... We're using little small glasses. I'm trying not to shove the <laughs> nose in there and get it overwhelmed right away. But So first drink of the day. All right. I mean, it's good. Oh, yeah. I don't know how else to describe it. It's, it is, uh, like you said, I think it continues on that traditional kind of bourbon flavor. Um, a little bit, a little bit of nuttiness to it, uh, like a dustiness almost. Um, vanilla for sure. Let me go back and get some more nose and yeah, it, it's lots of vanilla, lots, lots of caramel. I almost get like a butteriness to the to the nose yeah. as well. That was my first drink too, so my palate has. Not acclimated itself. Definitely finishes with. Um, it almost tastes like it's got some age to it. A little bit of a little bit of leather, a little bit of oak. Oh, there that comes in that second drink. Yeah, yeah, the age. And then it actually has a nice hug for for a ninety four proof. Yeah, it agree. actually finishes pretty well. Um, 
I'd say a medium finish for a 94. Pretty good. I mean, I I need to come back to the regular Elijah Craig 94. And 94 is nice. I, th- I like pretty much anything above 90. Yeah. 90 to 110 is an easy sipper to me. Mm-hmm. Um, like Antique 107, I know that's not your favorite, but like other things, you like Makers 101, any bottled and bond, anything like that. It's I right was around to say, anything house, bottled so, and bond yeah. is always good. Well, usually good. <laughs> yeah, for the most part. I mean, generally speaking, it's at least four years old, so you've got that going for you, which is nice. Yeah, this is good. I'm glad you brought that up because I, I had thought about that earlier today, then I forgot about it. Yeah, it's it's sitting in my um, – I have like an upstairs cabinet of things that I drink, right, like routinely. And then like things I'm not drinking go in the basement, and I, I'll kind of like rotate through stuff. Yeah, yeah. And this Elijah Craig is sitting up in the cabinet upstairs, which is why it's was on my mind. So have you had it recently? No, but I, I started to grab a pour of it the other day, and then I saw I had a toasted barrel, Elijah Craig <laughs> sitting in front of it. Squirrel. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I haven't had this in a while. And plus, it's kind of getting to the bottom, you know what I mean? And I'm trying to get rid of some anchors, and I just sure. picked up another toasted barrel on our trip. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I'll go ahead and, and try and polish this one off, and then I have my backup and start yeah. rotating through some other stuff. I've got two toasted barrels right now, too. One of them's like half empty. I need to visit that a little more often because I love their toasted barrel. Oh, my God, barrel. their it toasted so barrel's so good. I've always wondered if, like, you could almost do your own toasted barrel with like, you know, those like little mini barrels. If you could somehow like just lightly toast it and then pour it like a bottle of Elijah Craig in there and try and well, create your own toasted barrel. The the problem is, is I believe a toasted barrel is charred. However, before they char it, they toast it. And so I don't know that you could do that unless it was a specifically toasted barrel. Yeah. And maybe you can order them toast I don't, I, don't, I don't know i have yeah. no idea i've never like looked for that we should you know what we should do is buy a whole bunch of elijah craig 94s and then see if we can get uh middle west spirits to toast us a barrel <laughs> like a 30 gallon barrel. yeah it would take a lot to fill up a 30 gallon that's barrel I know would. right that's what i'm saying <laughs> so i mean and then uh, just buy a whole bunch of them and throw them in there and let them yeah. let them sit for you know however many months like two months or something and then pull it out and see what happens. And you're like, and we wasted thirty gallons of bourbon. You know what? I don't think we'd waste. No, I it. think it would still be good. I do. So, all right. So what's your what's your overall on this so far? I mean, I love this. I you know like I said earlier, I have this in the cabinet. I visit it not a ton because I like it so much. Yeah. And I know when this is gone, it's gone. When it's gone, it's gone. But it's this is just such an easy drinker. It has just the right amount of hug, great flavor. All right, I'm going to start nosing this is it barrel proof. Barrel proof. Um, I talked about it already, but yeah, it's the C920 uh, COVID COVID release. COVID I batch, guess, yeah. Um, and already, I mean, immediately the the nose is jumping out at me. I mean, it's pretty significant. Do you mean the proof or the? Just the aroma of the nose. I think there's just a lot of aroma coming out of it. I mean, the proof's, you know, definitely getting a little tingle in the nose there, but... the Honestly, the proof isn't... For me, it isn't burning out my nose. That's what I mean. I'm getting a little I'm tingle. I'm surprised. It's more just... I'm getting a lot of, like, aroma. I mean, at 132, I, w- I would have thought this would have, like, burnt out my nose, like, smelling like rubbing alcohol or something, yeah, and it doesn't. Yeah, sure. And there's, man, what can I not, I think it's the peanut I'm picking up on. I, there's something in there. For sure. There's something like that, like a nuttiness, maybe, maybe walnut or something, but yeah, definitely peanut. 
or definitely a nut, I should some say. Some kind of tree nut. <laughs> some, some kind of nut. But this one is uh, 12 years old. And so when they say 12 years old, the barrel proofs are actually batched from a group of barrels. So when it says 12 years old, you might have something older Like 15, in there. Si- yeah, yeah, it's possible. It, it could be a 13, a 14. There could be you know, a mixture. And, and generally speaking, nothing, I mean, by law, because they put an age statement on there, nothing can be younger than what it says. And if you go by that whole like $10 per year, I mean, this is a steal. It's not $120 for a bottle of this. Right. For, well, you've got two things. I mean, it's 12 years old at least. So right there, that alone, $120. But it's, it's also barrel proof. So you're getting a double whammy and it's like a $75 bottle, yeah. $70 bottle. I mean, think about if you're not one that likes a higher proof thing, think about how much you could water that down to a... To like a one teens or something just by doing little, you know, individual yeah, 100, splashes. 132.8 proof. So, I mean, yeah. you got some room to wiggle there. And then there's people that are going ape shit over Weller 12 year for $400 on the secondary. Yeah. And here's another 12 and it's only year bourbon. 114 proof yeah. which, or something like that. I think a 114. So, I mean, not that that's bad, but, but this is, yeah, like just as good, if not better. I mean, if you like weeders, you're not going to. Yeah, you'd prefer the Weller, but like for the price, you just can't go wrong. I mean, agree. There's really not much secondary for these, which is nice. I mean, they might have a markup of like 85 or something in a in a secondary. You but know, they're state. usually less than 100. Yeah. Every time I've seen one, they're, they're I, I don't know that I've ever seen one for more. Yeah. All right, I'm going in. Yep, go for it. The proof is there, but it's not overwhelming. It is not overwhelming for 132. And I get a lot of flavor, actually. I do too. Um, I almost get a little bit of cherry. I feel like. Um, and then there's, you know, the vanilla's there. Is that, there's maybe I don't know if I can pick out cherry. It might be more dark fruit for me. That, that may be what it. And when I whenever I say cherry, it's never maraschino. It's always yeah. like a you know, a Luxardo or something like that. When I don't eat cherry enough to like maybe sometimes single it out, like the only time... I have started putting Luxardos in my old-fashioned, old but then I that's eat it the, at the end. Same. That's what I was going to say. The only time I eat a cherry is when it's in an yeah. old-fashioned, which brings me to my next thing that I was going to talk about real quick. So I just got back from New Orleans and, uh, you know, whenever I'm on vacation and stuff, I, I always get like mixed cocktails, like all the time. Like, if I'm around here, depending on what I'm doing, I'll get beer and just, I don't know. It just depends on where I am. Yeah. You know, if I'm at Joe's bar, I'm getting a beer. I'm not getting a cocktail because they're not going to be very good. But in a bigger city, right? Yeah. Better cocktails. So I had had a couple old fashions at a few different places. And then I saw a Sazerac, which, you know, they're they're known for Sazeracs down there in New Orleans. I think I have a new favorite cocktail is a Sazerac. And you got the card, right? I got the card because I, I took a tour of the Sazerac house. Maybe we should have, uh, I think, it, pretty sure it's Jeff that likes to make them. It could be Ronald. But anyway, we should have one of them come make their Sazerac. Someone supposedly, I'm pretty sure Jeff makes them. So Someone uh, makes them supposedly pretty well. At least they claim to. So I think we should have them on, make us Sazeracs, and yeah. sit out on the back patio. and Absolutely. And I have the, if someone doesn't have that special like Peshad's Bitters or whatever it's called, um, I picked up a bottle of that while I was there at the Sazerac house. Yeah. There's that other... Kind of liqueur, like Herb Herb Saint, I think is what it's that's called. That's the one I think that's tough to find. They had it for sale at the Sazerac house. Right, but I think around here it's tough to find. Yeah, but I was afraid I couldn't get it home without it breaking. Yeah. And I wasn't smart enough to bring like a bottle bag. 
um, or something like that to get it home. Well, and you would have had to have checked your bag if you did. Yeah. Which is another thing, which is fine if you know that, you know, on In your advance, way, if yeah. you're going home, checking a bag is not nearly as bad as checking a bag going somewhere. Because if it yeah. gets lost for a few days, you've yeah, got then home. you're fucked. Oh, but you're home, you know, so no big That's what I mean, like going there, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 right. So on the way home, I am more willing to check a bag just because I know, you know, if I can bring home some bottles, it's fine with me. But, and I generally try to leave extra space in my bag if I'm, you know. Oh, yeah, I usually. Just in case. I'm not one that's going to pack, like, you know, 50 pounds is the limit in your suitcase. I never have 50 pounds of, like, clothes and shoes and, yeah. like, you know, never. Well, never I mean, I don't issue. even know that you can get 50 pounds in a carry-on. Oh, no, I meant, like, a checked bag. Yeah, 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 yeah. right. Uh, my wife will. <laughs> shoes alone well, i mean yeah that's women so though. we were on our way to mexico last year and she had to take stuff out of her bag put it in my bag because it was overweight it was over the weight Jeez. and in fact that was only on the way home because on the way there it was like 60 pounds and the lady and mine was like 40 mm-hmm. and the lady was like here i'll just but on the way home they may not let you so just right. make sure you distribute Balance it, it out, yeah um, and so she, she, on the way home, she put 10 pounds of stuff in my bag and we actually were perfect on the way home. That's hilarious. Plus I had her put a couple heavier things in her carry on. Yeah. Um, just to make sure, but yeah, we were both under actually, it was like 49 and 48 or something on the way back home. So, but yeah, that, that always cracks me up. So you like the Sazerac song. Huh? Yeah. And one of my favorite things about that Sazerac drink was there's no ice in it. So when they're, they're making it. The one guy did a cool thing where it was almost like he made a glass of ice water in my rocks glass and just let it sit and chill while he mixed the drink. Mm-hmm. Then he dumps the, you know, dumps the so ice. So he chilled the glass. He chilled the glass. With ice water. Yes. That's a good idea. And then he dumps it out and then pours, pours the in Sazerac there. into yeah. it. But but when he mixes the Sazerac, it's chilled, right? If he, I don't think I saw him put ice in that. I didn't. Okay. Um, so he just put it into a chilled glass. Correct. He used like a, a normal but like, didn't tumbler chill thing. The, but didn't chill the actual cocktail. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And and like I said, because sometimes, you know, you get to talking to people and everything. And when I'm on vacation, I can talk to any stranger as long as, like, I can just chat up anybody. Right. And so you, know, you find yourself in those scenarios just talking. And I, it was a work thing. So there's lots of people there. And I'm talking with, you know. And so you don't worry about your drink watering down. Yeah. And that was another thing that I really liked. Because, yeah. you know, I'm... I'm not one that likes a watered-down old-fashioned. Yeah, no, when the ice starts melting, it, it's definitely noticeable. Mm-hmm. And, like, I can usually tell when I go order an old-fashioned somewhere, if it's going to be a good old-fashioned, the first thing is you know it's not going to be a good old-fashioned if they put it on regular ice. Right, it needs to be an ice ball that's going to melt a lot slower. An ice ball or slower. a big square or yes. something. And it's funny because... As soon as I see them put it in something that's not like that, I'm like, okay. I got to chug this because it's going to get watered down and I'm not going to like it. And it's funny because I went to a place here in Hilliard uh, Saturday in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was Hill Garden. I haven't uh, been there yet. It's good. Their sausages are really good, man. They do this one that has like a balsamic drizzle over it. Oh, that sounds good. It's like a glazed balsamic drizzle. It's Mm. really good. Um, but their sausages are really good. They have a homemade mac and cheese, which is pretty good. Oh, and then they have a homemade like German potato salad, which is really okay. good. Ugh. But anyway, so um, I ordered their old fashioned. And first thing I noticed, maraschino cherry. I was like, you can't mm. put a maraschino cherry. Gotta use Luxardo. It's just, it's just not the same. You can immediately tell. Yeah. And then it had cubes of ice instead of a, a block. And I was like, ah. Uh, but And it's funny because it actually would have tasted okay otherwise, I think. But we were sitting out there and, and it was a... 50 degree day, so we sat by the fire pit, um, and it just melted really quick. And I was, so by the time I was done, it really was like nothing. And I'm like, Fuck. yeah, and the flavor's all gone at that yeah. point. And 
So that's, you know, that's the biggest complaint I had. I think it would have been good had it been over a cube and, a, and had a Luxardo uh, cherry, but it just, yeah, whatever. And that Sazerac was refreshing. There's um, some lemon in it. They, they do like a lemon rind as opposed to an orange rind. Yeah. And I was like, man, there's just something about this that's just refreshing. I could, take, I could drink that in the summer with it being kind of hot because of that lemon yeah. and being more refreshing. That's cool. I'll have to try one of those. I've never had one of those before. That so. was my first time, I'll be honest. And, you know, I, I just, I wasn't sure, like, oh, I don't know, whatever, I'll try one. Yeah. And then it was like the rest of the trip, I, every time I'm like, Sazerac. <laughs> That's good. So uh, what would you say? What do you think about this? I mean, it's, it's a barrel proof. It's the regular release. It's not a private barrel. So it's what you would normally get if you, well, not normally get, but, you know, it's what anyone who found this on a shelf was getting. This is a, it was batched, you know, as a, um, as a group of barrels mixed together and released as the C920 from, you know, uh, 2020. I would say this isn't everyone's cup of tea because of the proof, but I would also say it's dangerous because it doesn't taste anywhere near the proof. Yeah. Someone with like a, you know, virgin palate, for lack of a better phrase, it might be a little too much for them. Yeah. Um, but I also think this could be dangerous because it doesn't bother me and I could drink multiple of these and be sleeping on the couch downstairs. I've had a few nights where I've had multiples of these <laughs> and uh, did not end up on the couch, but I did sleep well. <laughs> All right. So we've been through a single barrel Elijah Craig regular proof, 94. We've been through a batched barrel proof, normal release at uh, 132.8. And so now we're going to go into, this is Mash and Journey Whis Whiskey Club. This is eight years old. It's a single barrel, and uh, it's barrel proof. And so the proof on this one is 127.7. And this came out, what, last year? I think one, so. Uh, 2022. And um, this is called Going 96 in a 70. And if I remember correctly, uh, their story behind this was one of the guys, uh, I think it was, yeah, Dustin or Bobby and Dustin, I guess they were flying down to get there in time and they were running behind and they got pulled over and got a ticket. Oh, that's funny. And, uh, so they were going 96 and a 70. I didn't know that story. Like I thought that high over the speed limit was immediately like. They can do reckless. Loss of license or something like they that. They can do like reckless op, I think, or reckless endangerment. One of the two. And um, can like impound your car and like arrest you if they want. I think it's like at the discretion of the police officer. Yeah, which I, obviously I'm not an attorney or anything, but that's what I have been led to obviously. believe. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've got mine poured. I'm waiting on you to finish. I'll be there. C, just uno momento. C5, C920. Sorry, C920. So, what am I seeing? No, I'm kidding. The B520 is one of my favorites as well. Um, Could have brought that out, but I think I'm on my last one of that. I have an A120 or 121 or something. I have both of those, I think, and A120 and 121. It's really good. It's yeah. a it's like 118, if I remember. I know a lot of people it's really good. say that the batches have a different uh, profile based on the letter. So, like, people say, yeah, I love the A batches. Okay. And then the B batches. And C, but I don't know how true that is. Um I, I don't know that I've ever put them against each other like that to see if I, I figured that out. Um, and then also, I know that there was a, a space of time, maybe a year, year and a half, where the batches that they released were not that high in proof. And I think there was like a, 
semi, you know, uh, irritation around the bourbon industry or bourbon enthusiast world where, you know, people were upset. Were they proofing them down or just I selecting barrels? I, I don't think proof? they were proofed down. Okay. Um, I think that's just how it is sometimes, depending on where they pick them from the warehouse and stuff like that. I think it just happens. All right. So the nose on this, and this, this, this again is the Mash and Journey one. So it's a combination of Mash and Drum and My Bourbon Journey. They have a, a whiskey club. I get a lot of cherry on this one. Yeah. I don't know about you. On the nose, I do. Definitely get cherry. That was the first thing that like popped right out to me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. When I reset the no the schnoz. Yeah. Speaking of which, I'm still tagging you with the people schnoz. Are you really? That's I'm. I just have too much. If you ever log in into your people schnoz account, you'll see how many times you've been tagged. That's hilarious. I mean, I haven't even posted in our Bourbon Hunters account. No for one has a while. except for me, and yeah. I haven't been doing it because of all the stuff I've had going on. Yeah. So speaking of which, I need even anytime I even cash a bottle, I need to just do that. Yeah. It just. Yeah, you should. I, I really need to. Just take a picture at least. That's what I'm saying. I need to just like paste it, take a picture, and post. Yeah. So last night we were supposed to record. In fact, you even came over, <laughs> and um, my plumber who was coming to to do the plumbing work from our our. Um, burst, Christmas event? Yeah, Christmas Eve burst pipe. He was supposed to be here at 2 p.m. Didn't show up till almost 6. It's like the cable people. And you know, That's what I was texting one of my neighbors <laughs> about. He was, And then, you know, so, because I live in a condo, I had to let the people know because we had to shut down the water to the entire, you know, the entire building, not just my unit. Uh, because he was actually replacing my main shutoff valve in my condo because that's one of the problems we had that night is I couldn't get it shut off. Mm -hmm. It was it was an old PVC ball joint and it was it was going to break if I torqued it any harder. Um, so he replaced that and uh, replaced some spots in the in the you know where it burst with uh, some uh, ape with PEX you on know, the main floor on the main floor and he did it back here too like yeah. where the where the shutoff valve is there's PEX there now, um, but. Yeah, he. I mean, he didn't even show up till six, and then my neighbor decides they don't want to answer the door. The neighbor that had the shutoff valve to the whole building is it in their basement? Yeah, the it's main shutoff. Basement. It's okay, right, it's right there. Okay, and if you look right there, you can see the feed line goes this way. Yeah, so it's going through all of our condos, okay, know, across all of them. But it comes in in the middle unit, which is weird. Everyone was thinking it was going to be in going in to end, be in an unit. end unit. Yeah, I would have assumed, but it was sitting in the middle unit, and it just had its water meter and everything right there. Hmm. So. But anyway, uh, he didn't leave till about, what I say, like 9.30 last night? Yeah, I think that's what you said was yeah. 9.30. So it took him about three and a half hours because he kept... The, the CPVC that he's replacing is just brittle and shitty. And once it starts to crack and break, it just becomes terrible. Yeah. And so he ended up replacing all the way up to my son's uh, sink. Instead of just replacing where the, bite, the pipe had burst, mm -hmm. he fed a whole line all the way up to my son's bathroom sink. Damn. And that's what took him so long because it, he had to drill a hole and do some stuff and remove some drywall and stuff like that. But, um, but that's done. So now I can actually move on to the rest of the you know, uh, fixing of the house. So that was a, that was a shitty experience. You know? Yeah, no. It, it really was. Uh, not just the plumber, but the, the, the burst pipe. Yeah. Because, you know, our pipe burst, and then we couldn't shut off the water. 
So it just kept pouring out. <laughs> Sidebar, plumbing is a good trade to go into for yeah, anyone I looking mean, for a honestly, trade. Honestly, if you have a kid right now. <laughs> it is an amazing and trade. And they're interested in working with their hands. I mean, and not just plumbing, but welding, plumbing. I mean, electric, electrical. Yeah. Like, honestly, you could probably, because there's a lack of that stuff. There's, mm-hmm. you know, the, the great resignation is happening right now. All the baby boomers are retiring, plus a lot of people after the COVID. great resignation. I haven't heard that yet, yeah, but it's, it's very it, accurate. Yeah. So they, that's what we call it. I mean, we're dealing with that with my regular job my nine to five job so our technology is meant to help during the great resignation to have you know pass on that uh you know that knowledge share that Mm -hmm. that might be retiring um so like all these experts they're dwindling people that have been in the industry for 30 40 years and so as they retire that information's retiring with them yeah and so we're losing plumbers electricians all those trades workers right now because everyone thinks they have to go to college my brother-in-law is a classic example where he owns a body shop and he can't find workers yeah. because no one's going into auto body work. Yeah. And so he started reaching out. Um, I'm from Southern Ohio. There's a, a vocational school, which it's kind of funny when I was a kid, like sometimes we looked at the vocational school, like, uh, like kind of taboo. And I, like, I mean, I did growing up because it was at that time when everyone started going yeah, to college. Yeah, they were pu- they were doing this big college push. But looking like back, oh my God, that vocational school was fantastic. I have a friend that went through their... Um, to be a journeyman, right? To work on the power lines and yeah. they do have an auto body. So long story short, he's reached out to them and then he now has like one student per, I don't know if they're on cement. I don't know what they're on in there. Like, but there's one student that comes over and does like apprentice work basically. And like yeah. he teaches them things and learns and then like he can kind of be like, Oh, maybe I'll hire you or, you know, Oh, I'm not going to hire you like interviewing yeah, for yeah. a job in a way. Yeah. Basically. You know, I mean, that's kind of what those are meant to do. Yeah. Anyway. Your, your time on the job is especially during an internship or whatever. It's a long-term interview. It is, you know, it's, you're going to show up or you're not going to show up. You're going mm-hmm. to do good work. You're not going to do good work, but you're basically, like you said, you're interviewing for the job. Um, and, and that's just how it works. I mean, the problem is right now is no one is going into those fields mm-hmm. and the ones that are being able to command a decent amount of money. Yeah. And they make their own hours. They're like, mm, I'm not working today. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I'll tell you, and I'm seeing it in the contract world too, like trying to get someone out here to do my repairs. Yeah. I mean, even the guy that has done the previous work here before I've had two different contractors that have come here to do stuff from my kitchen remodel, my bathroom remodel, my flooring, uh, my basement remodel. And then my, um, my fireplace. All of those things were done by contractors, two different contractors, and both of them, one of them basically ghosted me. He, he gave me a quote, and then he has not returned a call. And I'm like, it's a $30,000 quote. And I'm like, I, I would love to just be able to turn down a $30,000 right. job. I know. And then the the other guy who didn't give me a quote, I just asked because I wasn't getting responses from people. I was like, hey, are you... He's like, man, I, I wouldn't be able to get to you until probably September. Wow. And I'm like, geez, are you kidding me? He's like, he goes, no, it's it's nuts. He said, for one, all of my jobs are taking twice as long because I don't have people to help me. So he's doing all the work himself. Well, and, it's instead of a group of, of yeah, yeah, instead of a group of like six or seven, it's a group of like three. Yeah. And so they're they're basically doing all the work with half the amount of people. So uh, it's just it's I don't know it's crazy right now because I, I've been t- my son's at that point, and I keep telling him like, listen. If you want to do something, do a Go trade. Go into a trade, yeah. If you, because, I mean, honestly, you learn a lot in college. 
You do. You really do. Yeah. Just even f- just from the liberal arts side of things, you you learn history, you learn, you know, sciences. Even if you're not going into those fields, you learn some well-rounded content. Yeah. And absolutely. That, and that's great. You know, I think it's awesome when people the, the way they do that. However, the amount of money you have to pay right now for college is just absurd. Yeah, here spend eighty thousand dollars to get a job where you make twenty dollars an hour. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. I mean, it's that's happening. And you're lucky if you get out with eighty thousand dollars. Yeah, in debt. you're. I mean, we. I see that on the, our main hospital campus all the time. We have people that go through four years of college or maybe even five to get a bachelor's degree. Tons of money in debt, and they're like a. They call them like patient access coordinator, which is a fancy way for like a scheduler. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right. And I'm like, I feel terrible yeah one of my friends is is that position at uh at the cancer hospital yeah the james and she just did an associate's degree but that was 20 some years ago yeah you know almost or almost 30 years ago and so she has two years at a community college to get her associate's degree and so she probably has zero debt right you know but now, like to compete you almost have to have a four-year degree you do to get that job it's unfortunate it's, it's absurd it's crazy all right, let's dive in. Barrel proof. I haven't had a taste of this yet. I've been smelling it, though. So this is 127 proof. Uh, I think it was 127.3, right? E- 127.7. 127.7, sorry. So the cherry hit me as soon as it hit the tongue. And then it basically evolves to some vanilla for me. And then on the back, it's got a... Medium finish, nothing crazy, but but a good finish. What is in there? Um, cherry's very apparent. It's almost like as soon as it hit my tongue, that's what I got. Is that what you like? Is that how it hit you? It hit. It kind of hit it in the back too. The cherry, oh, the cherry did. Like, but you, there's like a like a nougat. Maybe I don't know. There's something in I there. I don't know that I know what nougat tastes. Like. I don't either. But it just for <laughs> it just sounds good. <laughs> it just sounds appropriate. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I've had candy bars with nougat in it, but I don't know that I would ever. Be able to place nougat. I haven't had a Snickers bar in like five years, oh, maybe longer than that. I, I don't have know. Snickers usually around e- not Easter, uh, Halloween every year. You know what? That's a lie. Maybe Halloween the mini ones. Yeah, I would say I've had the, a couple. The minis aren't nearly as good as a full yeah. size Snickers because the, the ratios are wrong. I yeah, I believe that. But it's like a mini Reese's versus a full Reese's. Yeah, right, right, right. But there's something in the Snickers. I'm that's so glad like, you said Reese's. And not I cannot what, stand when people say Reese's. Oh Reese's. Yeah. And I'm like, it's not Reese's, it's Reese's. Reese's, yeah. And it's so Reese's, Reese's peanut butter cup. Reese's sounds too much like feces to me. <laughs> you know, it's just like when someone says hamburger instead right. of hamburger. Hamburger. I'm like, shut the fuck up around me with that hamburger shit because I will not eat it. Like, that, that is disgusting. Right. You want to get a booger? A hamburger. <laughs> God. So, anyway, um, <laughs> PSA. Oh, that's fantastic, though. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but right. something that's in the middle of a Snickers. It's not. It's not the caramel. It's not the peanuts. I don't know. Whatever. Maybe it's the combination of all of them blended together. Yeah. There's something like obviously with minus the chocolate is what I'm tasting. Well, I mean, if you get nut and you get caramel, you're halfway to a you know a, a Snickers right there. Yeah. Um. I, I get what you're saying. I, I don't know that I would say nougat. I have no idea. But I, I'm getting that kind of a snickery kind of uh, vibe to it. So 
I would and, have never described it that way until you said it. But yeah, I get that. And then I get that. just then, a hint of baking spice too. In the finish or where? In the finish. Yeah. Just a hint of it. Yeah, me too. Like, it's definitely lingering in my chest in a mm-hmm. good way. Like, I'm getting a nice warm burn. But it's not refluxy. No. No, I, I'm not thinking I'm about to burp something up. You or, ever get that where it's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get, have. You reflux and you start to salivate. And yeah, <laughs> right. Um, no, this is... It's just a warm burn. It's it's nice. I like this. I do too. Um I'm interested to see how this stands up to what we had because we had a little bit of this uh, next one yesterday. We did. We thought we were going to have this yesterday. Um, I like this better than the previous barrel proof that we just had. Oh, you do the C920. I do. Okay. All right. I mean, I could see that, like especially if you put em- emphasis on uh, <laughs> if you put emphasis on um, uh, like finish. This is hands down. A great finish. Yeah. It's it's long and lingering. I've only had one drink and it's just still sitting there. It's unique. It's complex. What, what did uh, were you here when Chris was here? What did he call that? That's the the lengthy. Was it like the f- fire of, or? I was here, but I'm trying to remember. It, He's your neighbor, Chris. Yeah, yeah, about, yeah, yeah. The the pilot. Yeah. What was it? Uh, what did he call it? It wasn't like dragon dragon breath or something, was it? Oh God, or, I don't remember right that's now. That's just bad breath, right? <laughs> I feel like, like it was is. It, the breath of the dragon, or he called it something. And he's uh, a funny guy. No, yeah, he, he is. is. And uh, I can't remember what he called it, but it was, he had a, he had a phrase for the finish when it sits there and lingers in your chest, and you're breathing it up. Um, and that's what I'm getting with this. So, from a finish perspective, this is easily my favorite. Um, from a taste perspective, it's it's I'd say equivalent, if not, you know. I don't know if I rank it better or worse than the C920, mm-hmm. but it's it's up there. It's it's equivalent, even though it's only eight years versus the twelve yeah. on the other. So, and it's six uh, or five proof points slower. Something else I just thought about my New Orleans trip that was cool. So there is yeah, the oldest bar in America. I think I could be saying that wrong. But it dates back to the, I think the late 1700s. I th- I swear to you, I think this was a bar or not a bar. It was the building was built in like 1773. Because I was like, holy shit, America wasn't a country even yet, right? Right. And so this obviously, I think it started off as a blacksmith, okay, mill or I don't know what you call like a blacksmith shop, whatever. And then over through the years, it's been converted and blah blah blah. But it's like a touristy attraction and it's. It was cool. Like they're just doing like draft beers and bottled beers and stuff like that. Yeah. But it was cool to go there, and it was a really busy place, and be like, "Wow, this is the oldest bar in America," huh. and it was really popular. So where I grew up in Belpre, mm-hmm. Ohio, it was the second uh, settlement in the Northwest Territory. Oh, that's cool. And I think, if I remember correctly, Marietta was the first, and we were the second. And they had the oldest library in the Northwest territory that's cool or the first i should say because it's no longer there but the the ruins of where it was and it's honestly the ruins of it are smaller than the room we're in right now oh this place was super tiny and you thought the walls were going to like fall in on you (laughs) and you're like uh let's get it that's like fuck out of here whiskey row yeah and like they they leave the facade completely intact on the front Mm -hmm. 
but then when you go inside, you can see they've added like steel, uh, yeah, support, support like structure to, it, yeah. to the structure because it was. I don't think they did anything but stack up bricks before. That's like probably I don't all think they, they knew. I don't think they added any support to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. And and if they did, it might have been wood that over the years either like you know uh, degraded or or you know rotted, weathered and all that, rotted yeah. or or. Uh, caught fire. And think about like termites, like all kinds of things can termites, fire. I mean, and back then fires happened all the time. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you'd have a tipped over oil lantern, you know, or something or whatever. I was telling so when I did the tour of the Sazerac house, they had this like mock rick house within the Sazerac house, just to kind of show you how they're laid out. Yeah. But some of the like the wood that they used was from an actual rick house. It was like an old one that I don't know if they tore down, whatever, like those big beams. And the one person that was with me, I was telling them, and I can't remember you were with me, but we were in one of these old Rick houses, and it could have been Lux Row. But you know how they have the plumb bobs to keep them all straight? Yeah. That guy told us that someone like pushed one of them. Do you remember that? We were in one of those Rick houses that had no, the- I remember the plumb bobs, yeah, yeah. And it was a wooden one, and he was like, please don't touch them. We had someone one time that like pushed one of them, and they had to close the Rick house for like three or four days. Because it was- well, Because it kept swaying, yeah. and then once it stopped swaying, and they had to bring in like an engineer to make sure everything was like still in spec after this guy moved it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I do vaguely remember that. I don't remember where we were. It might have been Luxro. For some reason, I felt like it was Luxro, but I don't know why. I'm trying to remember where I've seen the big plumb bobs. Um, or maybe it was when we went to Stitzel Weller. I think, you know what? I think it was. Because those were some old Rick houses in Stitzel I think it was Stitzel Weller. Because the first time, it wasn't until the very last time that we actually did a uh, tour in the Rick house at Luxro. And I don't That's know. That's true. Because that- we did the. The like in-house tour, but it didn't include. But we didn't even go back into the Rick House. Really, mm-hmm. we were just in that little welcome area of the Rick House. If you remember, where yeah. you see all the the fronts of the barrels. Where people going would up like the they had those like ones that were all signed. Yeah, and I and I actually have the picture of the the Rick House that we went into. Well, I think the ones that were all signed were at uh, Jeff the Creed, weren't they? Oh no, you didn't go with us to Jeff the Creed. No, we didn't. So yeah, Luxor probably had that too. All right, so you just finished the Mashin journey. I so did. So now we're moving on to the private barrel from Bourbon Enthusiast. It is also eight years, and when Brett is done pouring, he can tell us what the proof of this is. It was one twenty three point two. One twenty three point two. This one just came in, and this was in the Dietzville uh, location. So. I guess that's a kind of a famous location for the Heaven Hill uh, Rick houses. I guess I had never heard of that until they talked about it when we were there on site. Uh, but uh, the tasting for this, the when we I was on the pick for this one, and it was really fun. Um, they gave you a tour, Heaven Hill. You know, gave you the tour. Um, the The nice part about it was you you walk across the road from the visitor center. You go out into their uh, Rick House field there, and and. The first Rick House you walk to now has almost like a welcome area and like a nice place. That's where you do the tasting. So similar to like what we did at Old Forester, mm-hmm. if you remember. That's exactly what popped in my mind when um, you said that. But Old Forester was like, you know, 20 feet off the ground on some like weird like half floor. This was at the ground level of the Rick. And remember when we went to the, in, into the Lux Row Rick and you had that like big space and then all the barrel heads were facing you and they mm-hmm. were so that's what this was like but it was um 
set up where they had like this pull down bar or a table. Yeah, like it. folded down from the wall kind of. It was of like type a Murphy thing. table, yeah. yeah. And uh, then they had some bench or some chairs we pulled out and sat around and, and they had four barrels sitting out, or three maybe. Three or four uh, barrels sitting out, and they went over, thieved straight out of the barrels right in front of you, poured them into each of your. That's uh, cool that they like thieved from yeah, the barrel. Yeah. Because um, some places, like when we went to Lux Row, they just had it sitting in already 200 milliliter bottles, basically. Same with Old Forester. They had them in those right. 200 you know, milliliter flasks, essentially, in my mind. And so having them thieve it right there in front of you, you're getting it uncut, unfiltered. It's kind of yeah. neat. It's a neat experience so, yeah, to agree. see. Because um, you don't, I mean, to, to be honest, you don't know what they've done to it if it's in the bottle already. Mm-hmm. So it just adds to the experience, you know, plus you're in a really cool, you know, glass front Rick house that you can see out under the, uh, out, out under the grounds you've got behind you or kind of depending on which direction you're facing in front of you, uh, all these, you know, barrel heads just stacked, you know, upon you know, your barrels actually, but you're seeing the barrel heads. Um, but they're stacked, you know, they have a huge however, grounds there. Yeah. The like 50, 60 feet yeah. high. And, uh, so it, so it was pretty cool. Um, the, the experience was really nice. And then, you know, you go through and, and James does a really good job of, uh, not really voicing his opinion at first, lets everyone else kind of talk about them, take their notes. And then we go through and compare which ones we think are the best. And we have almost like a taste off. And if there's a big, if there's a big, um, discrepancy between people's, you know, uh, opinions, they'll take it away and they'll do a blind. Oh, that's cool. And then that way no one's attached to their pick. Um, but we didn't have to do that. I think everyone uh, selected this one. I like that he lets other people, which I I, you I didn't notice James. this. Yeah, yeah with the yeah. old Forrester one. Right. I didn't notice it, but now that you pointed out, I do, that it's it's nice that people aren't like piggybacking off of his idea, right? And that right. he does it that way. Because he has a really good palate. Yeah. And he's one of those guys that has a palate. He can pinpoint flavors like nothing. But he also has a good job of like tying them to something else, like a, a candy bar like you did, or mm-hmm. a cereal or something like that. But he has a really good palate. He picks stuff up, kind of like Jason does from mm-hmm. Mash and Drum. Um, but it, it's, it's just nice to watch him work. But then when he, he, he just lets the guests that he invites kind of guide the... And if he completely disagrees, he might override them. But I've, I've never been with him when that's had to happen. We pretty much, and I think most of the people stick with him because their palates align with yeah, his. Absolutely, so similar. Yeah. we almost every every time I've been on a pick with him, for the most part, we've almost all agreed. So um, there's only been like one dissenter in a couple of the picks, you know. And then when we do the, you know, the blind, it almost ends up becoming, oh, okay, yeah, we all agree. So and and it's pretty funny because almost every time that's ever happened, it's gone to what he had picked. Yeah. And that was after the blind, you know? Right. So, like, he, it was almost like, well, he knew what he was talking about. So, all right, let's nose this. So, I, I'm trying to take my bias out of having this from yesterday. But I still smell peanut. Well, I finished with heaven, uh, with uh, Henry McKenna last night. Oh, that's such a good one, so man. So, I don't even remember what this tastes like, to be honest. Because it was two quick drinks, and then I went to uh, Henry McKenna. I have one of those I'm about to polish off, too. Because I, I just got a backup when we went on our trip. Yeah, I've got two in backup, laying in wait. Yeah. Anytime and, uh, I see Henry McKenna, I will grab one every time because you don't see him a lot. No, you don't. Not anymore. We used to see him once in a while here in mm-hmm. Ohio, but I don't remember the last time I saw one in Ohio. Um, and the last time I saw one, there was a time, and it's been a couple years ago, that I would go to Arena Wine and Spirits like every, 
don't know if it was like Wednesday when they got their drops and they had one sitting out up at the counter. And I was like, cool. And I took one and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go the next day. They still had it sitting out there. And I was like, I'm going to take another one. That's funny. I, that surprises me that it lasted that long. I know. Unless they got like three cases or something. Maybe. I haven't been to Arena Wine and Spirits though in a long time. Well, I, I've heard they piss off a lot of people because they don't put their stuff out. Like they'll put out one thing. Yeah. Because I guess people go there because they know what day it is and they'll just kind of you know, lurk around the, act like they're shopping, but just waiting for them oh, to put something waiting out. Put their stuff and out. they'll be there for like an hour. <laughs> That's, I mean, that is annoying. Yeah. But you know, what's more annoying. Just put it out. Who right. cares? What, what are you trying just, to do? Yeah. Like just sell it. Agree. When you get it and it's just make it 10 o'clock every day. Who cares if you have lines? If you have lines, that means people are coming to your store mm -hmm. and you're making money. I just don't get, I don't get the, the pompousness of the people working there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're trying to make money. Sell your shit. Right. Like, what What are you holding out for? Because you're going to sell it regardless, so you're going to sell it, like, now or later. Right. You'll sell it now if you just put it on the counter. Right. All right. Knows this. What do you think? I'm, I'm still getting that same peanut. Yeah. From last night. That was the thing that hit me right away. It was the peanut yeah. last night. And it was like a little dusty kind of peanut type of smell. I'm curious if the taste is still... Well, now that it's the, we've had all this other stuff before. Wow. I feel like there's a lot of complexity there. Man. I couldn't, it all hit me at the same time and I don't know how to sort through it yet. I'm going to have to take a couple drinks. This is still got, still got, still has a lot of that, like, like nut profile. Um, it is really good. This is, God, I hate to pick favorites and we said we we're going to rank these, but I still like this the best. Yeah. Out of everything we've had, this is still. It's really good. Mm -hmm. um, and there was, there was a ton of complexity that hit my tongue on this one as soon as it hit my tongue. Absolutely. I'm still sorting through it, I think, and I, I don't know what I'm tasting yet. But there's a lot there, so that's nice. And I like that. I've talked about this on a few shows, probably ad nauseum. <laughs> but I just... This I, one is complex. I agree with when you. When there's complexity there, like I feel like the more complexity there is in a, in a bourbon, the more I can sit with it throughout the night... And just continue to drink it because I keep getting new notes. It evolves. It's fun like that. Yeah. To, you know what I mean? See how it evolves. And then even as like as the bottle goes down and oxidizes, it, it kind of evolves in that way as well. Well, and, and, and I wonder if you're sitting with it, does it actually evolve or are your taste buds just kind of, okay, you've had this flavor for like three drinks in a row. Now I'm numb to that. So I'm now yeah. catching these other flavors. That's very possible. I, you know what I mean? Like with your nose, for example, if you, if you fart... <laughs> It's true, though. You smell it for a minute, and then it goes away, and then yeah. someone else walks in the room, and they're like, oh, my God. And, right. Oh, oh, you still smell that? I, you know, your nose gets used to that stuff. So, yeah. Like, and everybody likes their own brand. Well, you know. fair enough. I mean, I'm not, I'm not uh, <laughs> you know, disappointed when I fart. <laughs> what was that? Uh, Austin Powers 2, where it's Fat Bastard. He's like, everyone likes their own brand. <laughs> oh, yeah. I God. Those are still funny. Like, they those are, are so old, but they're they so still dumb. hold up. But you know why? Because, Mike Myers. Well, Mike Myers, yes, but it's because he's fish out of water, and so no matter when you watch it, he's still fish out of water. Like it's he's from the '60s, coming to now, mm -hmm. so it'll always hold up because it doesn't matter what generation watches it, they're getting a, a goofball from the '60s. Yeah. So it's almost like a, a period piece in a sense. Agree. You know, like Shawshank Redemption. That's why it stays good because it's not it's not meant to be nowadays. Even when they made it, it was meant to be back in yes. the fifties, you yes. know, or whatever. And so still holds up. 
And that's a good point. And Morgan Freeman, I think that was like the birth of his narration. Oh, I think so too. Absolutely. And holy shit, one of the best narrators ever. And and then from that point forward, like so many people tried to do narration voiceovers. Speaking of narration, when I was in New Orleans, I was at a piano bar, and it was more of a like classic piano bar, not like playing. Now, now did they have a pianist on site? There was a pianist on site. Nice. It wasn't a dueling piano bar. Okay. But this guy was playing more like... He wasn't taking requests. He was just like playing songs and having yeah. fun. And asking where people are from. And I said Columbus. And he was like, ah, the man with the golden voice. I remember him. And I was like, oh, do you yeah. remember him? Yeah. He had that. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, I forgot all about that guy. That like yeah. WNCI found right. him. He was homeless, I think, at the time. He was, and then he ended up homeless again. He like, did. But they got him a job. Like He was hired for narration stuff. He had a great voice. He did. His voice was ridiculous. Yeah. And then they, they cleaned him up. They got him a job. I guess he was doing well, and then he just kind of relapsed. Fell off the wagon, again. yeah. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> he had his fifteen minutes. Though. He did. I mean, like, but he I had, had a chance. I had forgotten all about him until that pianist said it, and I was yeah. like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, because I hadn't thought about him either. Yeah. in a long time. That's been several years. But you ago. say the man with the golden voice, and anyone from Columbus at least knows anyway, exactly who you're talking, talking about. about. Yeah. Yep. That's funny. Yeah. Do they still have Dave and Jimmy? Is that still? It's happening? still a thing. Is it? The only reason I know is. But they're syndicated now, right? Aren't they? Like, I know they still talk about Columbus, but I think I stopped listening to them when I started getting XM, but also because I think they tried to be a little less Columbus-centric because they were getting picked up by, like, Louisville and all these yeah, different places, they, I think. they definitely are, but every day at, like, 5.58, because I go to work super fucking early, they do, like, a local news, yeah, and I listen to that local news and, yeah. and just try and get some, you know, info about what's going on, because... You know, yesterday there was a bunch of fucking traffic and they were talking about all that. And I was like, oh, there was a shooting. shooting Yeah, well, they talk about all of that. And so, like, I get the bulk of my news. And then I'll make this quick, but it gets depressing because they're like, there was a 12 year old shot today. There was a six year old shot today. And you're like, fuck, I'm going to quit listening to this. Yeah, there's something going on, man, with the world. Yeah, Yeah, there is. And that's why, so then I don't listen to as much anymore because of that. But yeah. No, I, news is depressing. I mean, yeah. you, you can't stay detached from it, but it, it's it's depressing for yeah, sure. It is. You can't. You almost have to take it in small doses. That's why I choose to get all of my news from memes on on social <laughs> media. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, there is a lot of news in memes. <laughs> well, I mean, and it, like it leads into something. You're like, what's this? And you're like, oh, uh, I get yeah. a lot on Reddit. Oh uh, yeah, right. Anyway, so yeah, I'm gonna go back to this now for a second drink, just because uh, I was kind of letting my palate settle and. What is what is higher learning? <laughs> oh, God, that's an old one. What is it? What, what it is. is. <laughs> I love that movie. That's a great movie. It is a good movie. And you know what's funny? Cole Hauser, who is hugely successful and popular right now on Yellowstone, was the skinhead. He was the skinhead oh. leader in higher learning. Yeah. And that movie was so good. Had so many people in it. Is that like 92? Tyra Banks is in that? I think it's like 94. Okay. And yeah, it had Ice Cube. Had Mm -hmm. uh, Oh, Ice Cube, you're right. Lawrence Fishburne. Yes. I like Lawrence uh, Fishburne. And then it had uh, Omar Epps, Mm -hmm. Tyra Banks. It had uh, Krista Swanson or Christy Swanson. Who was the guy that like joins the skinheads? He is uh, he Michael a, Rappaport. Yes, he had a show back in the day where he was like a dad, yeah, yeah, or something, um, and it I was funny. About, yeah, it's uh, I know what you're talking about. I don't remember the name of it, but yeah. he was funny in that. He was married to the girl on the show from Goonies. 
Yes. The one yes. that uh, was the nerd, like not the one that, that the guy was trying to get with, but the other one. Um, that's who he was married to on that show. Um, I, it's not Malcolm in the Middle, but it's something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, but I know what you're talking about. And then, uh, but there were so many people in that. Um, gosh, who else was in it? Guy wise. Um, Jeez. There was a rapper in it. Um, oh, Busta Luda. Rhymes? Yeah, Busta, Busta Rhymes. Busta Rhymes. I was going to say yes. Chris, but it was Busta Rhymes. You're right. Yeah, I'm trying to imagine um, them in my mind. And then who was one of the other skinheads? Uh, it wasn't Henry Rollins, but it was someone like him. Uh, he was in it. Uh, but that was, it, I mean, honestly, it was a good, good movie. Yeah, just and it was overall. Like an informative, like a. Yeah, like it had it. a social narrative. Yeah. There was a social narrative to it. Um, but it was just, it was entertaining as well. Like social awareness type thing. Yeah, exactly. And it was, it was almost like you're, you're taken from, I think Christy Swanson. Oh, uh, you know who else was in it? The, uh, she was, she is still, I think, so hot. Um, dark hair. Um, shit. She's the one that Christy Swanson has the, uh, lesbian encounter with. Um, yeah, oh, I can't God. remember what her name is. She was in the original Hulk with uh, uh, Eric Bana. Yeah, I don't know who can't she is. Can't remember her though. name now. Um, I know who you're talking about. Shoot, I'm gonna have to download this and watch it again. Yeah, it's been no, a long it's, it's, time. It's always on the movie channels. Like it seems like HBO and Cinemax just like own the rights to it or something because it's always on there. And I love every time it's on. I have to watch it. I love how Ice Cube went from like. These like gang. He wasn't a gangster, but you know what I mean. No, like he kind of was. He was in NWA. Yeah, oh yeah, he was. And then he split off from his own. Him and Dr. Dre kind of just did their own yeah. thing. And his, but even like you know, Good Day, like he that that was almost gangster rapish. Yeah. That was like coming out of it. But he went from that to like that RV movie on Disney. <laughs> no, but you know what? He was he was in Anaconda. He was in yeah. Higher Learning. He's he's honest to God. I don't want to because he's a really he was a really good rapper. He was, no. but he's a great. He's a good actor. actor. He is a great. He's actor. a great actor. I think he's a really good actor. Like I've never watched him in a movie and not thought, "Why is this guy in this movie?" Yeah, I, he's always done a good job. His facial expressions, yeah. are always on point. Like in that in Higher Learning, there's my favorite scene in that movie with Ice Cube. Anyway, is uh, when they're sitting out in front of the building. And uh, he's talking to Omar Epps, and he's basically telling Omar Epps how, you know, the, you know, like it's college is like the machine, you know, like it, it takes us in, it spits us out type of thing, you know? Yeah. And he's there on a track scholarship, and he's like, they're using He you. was on a track scholarship. Omar yeah. Epps was. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean, yeah. And um, that's how he met Tyra Banks. And yeah. uh, so, you know, he's basically telling him, hey, they're using you for your you know, athleticism, use them for education type of yeah. thing. Kind of, you know, like get out of them what they're getting out of you type of thing. He likes about Frederick Douglass. I remember yeah. that. And He's well, like, what do you know about Frederick Douglass? And so uh, Lawrence Fishburne's walking out of the uh, the building while they're sitting there and him and uh, Ice Cube, because Omar Epps and Lawrence Fishburne have a basically a relationship yeah. throughout the movie where he's helping him write his paper and yes. helping him through the class. And then... Uh, but Ice Cube and him don't. But then Lawrence Fishburne walks out while he's talking to Omar Epps. And uh, Ice Cube sees him. They have a little back and forth. And uh, he walks off. And he goes, oh, did you t-? He goes, oh, did you take his class? He's like, 
Yeah, I took it once or twice. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty good. It's just a really well-written dialogue, really thoughtful or thought-provoking type movie. Um, But it's just a good movie. I like Lawrence Fishburne in that for some reason a lot. I do. Lawrence Fishburne is the... He's almost like the Morgan Freeman of the movie in the sense that he's the elder... Uh, like wise, wise, yeah. who's lived and and is experiencing yes. things, and he and he hands out these anecdotes, you know, throughout mm-hmm. the movie, and yeah, like no, he he plays that role really well. I'm downloading um, that later today, <laughs> but I, I like that movie a lot. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good movie. I remember watching it. We would watch it all the time, and uh, like when I lived with my roommates in college, we that we would watch it all the time. I mean. You know, and it was the what is what, what it is, is what yeah. it is what is high what is higher what is learning what is learning yeah what is higher learning <laughs> that was a good movie uh, that, that, I'm sitting there smiling like ear to ear right now because I just I, I know I, I want to go back and watch it absolutely man that one and PCU PCU yeah PCU PCU you cannot find anywhere I have it I have a legal copy of it on my computer. Uh, you can't find it on any streaming service. I haven't seen PCU in a really, really long well, time. Let me know. I, I can, I can let you borrow my <laughs> my copy. But I had the DVD of it for the longest time, and I could never get like a a Blu-ray of it because it never was released. And what's great about PCU is the soundtrack. The soundtrack for PCU is awesome. Has I don't George, remember it. It has George Clinton in it. And he has a song that he made specifically for that movie. Oh, that's cool. And you cannot find that song anywhere unless you find the soundtrack for PCU. And it's a great song. Uh, but he does uh, Erotic City, the uh, Prince song. You know, he does mm-hmm. Erotic City. He does Stomp, which is a great song in the movie. And then, like, if you're ever hosting a party, Stomp is a great song to play. But that one you can't find unless you have the PCU soundtrack. I had to look it up. It's 94 for PCU. Yeah, 94 for PCU. Yeah. That's true. And I think Higher Learning was, like, 93 or 94 as well. Sorry, I'm scrolling at pictures of PCU. No, look up Just Higher Learning. Because it's, yeah, there's George Clinton right there. Mm-hmm. And John Favreau's in that. So is Jeremy Pitt. Yes, Pippen. yes. John Favreau is gutter. 95 for Higher Learning. Yeah, I thought it was around that time. So, uh... And then uh, Jean Favreau was gutter. He's like out of shape. He's got dreads. I like that guy for for whatever reason. And Gary Busey is the uh, frisbee. Oh God, Gary Busey's in that. He's the frisbee. Uh, two roles Jesus. for Gary Busey that I will always remember: PCU and Contact. Okay. Oh, Contact. He's, he's with- the terrorist in Contact that blows up the first uh, machine. David Spade's in that. Why don't I? Yeah, remember? David Spade's the guy who's the. God, why don't I remember? David he's the head Spade of the. He's the head of the balls and shaft. Okay. He's the one trying to take over the pit. It's been. He's the one that goes to the. Oh right, here he is. Yeah. He goes to the uh, chancellor of the or the president of the university, and he's giving them the report on the pit people, and he goes. He's a. Baby and he starts in to this. hand it to her, and she's she's the mom from um, Arrested Development. The the president of the university. I don't know her name, but I know exactly yeah, yeah. who you're talking about. And she about, died. She's also the she's also the mother from Archer. She does the voice in Archer. But anyway, so David Spade's handing her the report. She just grabs it out of his hands as he's saying signed, sealed, and she grabs it and he goes and snatched rudely. What a surprise! <laughs> like I love that movie, man. And uh, just so many good one liners in that movie. That you know the prefrosh in that movie. You know what he's from? No. 
the prefrost, the guy that the movie's technically centered around, he's visiting the campus to decide whether or not he wants to go to college there. He is the son of John Candy in The Great Outdoors. The one that dates oh, the yes. Canadian, the one that dates the Canadian girl during the the Great Outdoors. Right? That, I love that movie. Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd, Chevy Chase, and then that, the, that the kid. bald-headed bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or something like that. And then the guy that got uh, hit by uh, lightning. Lightning. Se- seven. Wow. He's seven like, times. Se- 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 Seventy-seven. times. In 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 head. Oh, such a good movie, man. That was a classic, like, like slapstick, you oh, know? Yeah, and the, the best part is when the two wives, Dan Aykroyd and John Candy's wives, are sitting there talking, and they're talking about, you know, sexual stuff, and, and she's like, oh, have you ever just leaned up against the washing machine during the spin cycle? And and John Candy's wife's like, no. And she's like, oh, you should try it sometime. It just, <laughs> and so later on, they have the huge argument at the very end of the movie, and John Candy doesn't know this conversation happened, you know? Mm-hmm. And so they're arguing, and the wives kind of get into it, and she goes, why don't you go find yourself a spin cycle? And John Candy goes, yeah, find yourself a spin cycle. And he turns to his wife, and he goes, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> you ever eat that giant steak? Oh, yeah. There's a gaff in the movie. There's a little, uh, there's a mistake that they made in the movie. So when they come home uh-huh. from eating the steak... The raccoons had gotten into their trash because they had put all the trash in the house to yeah. get the raccoons out of it. Well, the raccoons got in the house, then got in all the trash. Yeah. So when he comes in, that makes him sick. He, they come in, and all the trash is all over the house, and it makes him throw up. Well, the best part is they all run out at the same time, but you can still see Dan Aykroyd on the edge of the screen. He's not supposed to be seen, and he's counting for them all to come running back in. So oh, like, and, and I didn't can, know that. You can yeah. see him count one, two, three, then I'll they all run back for, in. Yeah. And it's it's pretty funny. So it's it's like the stormtrooper that hits his head in right. Star Wars. You know, they and just then they left added the noise later on, which so I think is funny. You just have to you have to watch that scene when they come home back to the cabin after the after the steak scene. They all go into the bat, like uh, go out of the kitchen because, and then John Candy gets sick, and you can see Dan Aykroyd counting in the background for them all to run back in. It's pretty that's funny. funny, yeah. Um, and I don't know that that's actually listed anywhere. I just caught it one time, and you know when I caught it, the first few times I'd ever seen it was on a four by three TV, mm-hmm. and then when they went to a sixteen by nine, oh, the widescreen, the you wide saw screen, it. It was in the screen, and it, it was almost like it's funny they didn't catch it until it got to widescreen. But you know by that point that scene what well, are you yeah. gonna do so i used to love catching things like that in movies oh that yeah were, so good yeah god we have derailed totally. i know i know but you Sorry. know what I, it just makes me we've got to get we've got so this is i told tyler this we got our patio up and ready out mm-hmm. back i want to get the projector out there oh yeah it's a great idea and we get a few of us together have a guy's night just sit Do out a there movie out there drink cigar or drink cigars drink some <laughs> bourbon tyler if he wants to smoke cigars whatever and we watch a movie yeah. or two and just sit out there Maybe Trina goes and has a girls' night that night, and I just uh, yeah sit out there and no, that and... sounds great, man. So we got to figure that out when that's when that's going to happen, and I don't care what day it is; it could be any. I mean, it has to be a weekend, I guess, for you. Well, yeah, because it'll be it doesn't get dark till freaking nine o'clock when, right, it, when right, it's right. summer. So it'll have to be like a Friday or a Saturday for you, I guess. But that's what I'd like to do. So anyway, so let's rank these just kind of real quick. Obviously, the ninety-four proof is in a different realm because it's ninety-four proof, but. They kind of, for me, they kind of got better as we went. So like the, the one that we just did, the, the bourbon enthusiast was my favorite. And then from there was the mash and drum or mash and journey. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And then just the regular C90. C920. C920. Yeah. Shit. 
Yeah, and I wonder, I always wonder, like, does the order matter? If we would have done Mash and Journey second, would it have been better? I don't know. This one This one was so, like, when I had it last yeah. night, I was like, oh, man, this is really complex. Yeah. There's a lot of flavors in here. Yeah. No, I agree. I it's agree. unique. And it's, it's frustrating, too, because I've had a ton of stuff from Mash and Journey that I've just absolutely loved. But the last two weeks, we've done Mash and Journey against Bourbon Enthusiasts, and both of his picks from Bourbon Enthusiasts have won. Yeah. But again, they're both great. So, like, it's nothing against Mash and Journey. I love a lot of my Mash and Journey picks. Same. And one of the things that I love about the Mash and Journey picks is they'll do some stuff that you don't normally see. Like, we're doing Eliza Craig. We did Luxro last week. But they do some stuff that you just don't see in Ohio at all. Um, they'll do some, like, off-brand, you know, picks. Like, what was the one that he gave the you? The King of Kentucky? King- no. No, it was just King, I think. King. Something like that. Barrel King. Barrel King or something. Barrel King. Oh, my God. That, that thing's was, like maple and that's syrup. something I've never even heard of. Same. And so there were two picks of that. You had you had one. He gave me a he gave you a bottle. Yeah. And he gave me a taste of both of them. And they were both ridiculous. Yes. They were. Was, um, oh, my God. Yeah, he gave me like a sample bottle um, of each, like a four-ounce sample bottle of each. And I went through them so fast. It was, but like he's always good. he's always just doing new stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know I know that like for James this is almost like his business. So he tries to stay on stuff that's going to definitely yeah. sell. Um, but he'll do some things like that's how I found Taconic was through James and Bourbon Enthusiast. Oh, I forgot I have a Taconic in the basement. Yeah. So so my Bourbon Enthusiast uh, experience has been amazing. That's what got me into. So I I joined him and Breaking Bourbon at the same time. Mm-hmm. Could not stand Breaking Bourbon's palate. Their their palate, for me, was terrible. I know other people loved it because I saw their their posts and stuff. I just didn't like it. But for me, Bourbon Enthusiast, their, his palate is outstanding. I, yeah. and I, I generally line up with his. And then Mash and Journey, when we started doing stuff with Jason, he announced his. I was like... I tend to like his. Yeah, my palate well. aligns with Jason's pretty yeah. well. He likes viscosity and right. stuff as well, and finish. He likes yes. viscosity and finish, and so so I started into his club, and I've gotten so many good picks from him, so many good picks from him um, that I just, I mean, I as long as I can financially, I will stay members of both of theirs. Same, yeah, same. So I, I just, I mean, if you're looking to join a good club, the best I can tell you is for us, those two are great, mm-hmm. but everyone's got their own palate, so you might not align with theirs. You might align with Breaking Bourbon. Yeah, and you, you might, might align s- with Fred Minix. You might align with you know whoever, but there's there's some good clubs out there that you can join. What were you going to say? Oh, no, sometimes you just have to join a club and then get a couple bottles and be like, oh, this aligns with me, this doesn't, right? and just go from there. And generally speaking, there's always going to be, like Jason's had some picks I didn't align with. James has too. But for the most part, it, you want to you want to find it where you're like eighty percent of the time, you know, yeah, lining absolutely. up with them. And I think, and I just threw that number out there, but well, I know what you mean though. Like but the yeah, majority, majority of the time, you want to align with them, and you know, you don't always have to pick something. You don't. You can pass. I've passed on some of Jason's just because of you know financial reasons. There were a couple times, like when we were having to put down banks. I mean, that costs some money, and I had to pass on three yeah. or four uh, picks of his during that right. time because we were treating him for cancer. We were, you know, taking him for his ACL. We were, and so I missed like three or four of the picks of his that I really, really wanted. Mm-hmm. And I also missed a Middle West Spirits uh, barrel release too that I had signed up for, for uh, their finished series. They're, yeah. The barrel uh, strengths. So, so that was disappointing, but you know, I mean, 
You have enough supply. You'll be okay. No, it's not even that. <laughs> I know it's what you mean. The life, you know, yeah. Banks, you know. Oh, no, no, I know. He, he comes first. I know. It, as it, much as I love bourbon, you know, Banks is family. Or I know. Was and, like, family, I don't want to get, like, in a sad moment. When I, like, first walked in the other day, like, I'm used to being greeted by the both of them. I know. And I was like, ah, you know, yeah. it's... I mean, but, Bella, Bella tries to make up for it. She does. <laughs> she gets, she's like a cat. <laughs> she's a little overzealous with her with her greeting. Yeah. But uh, and you know what's you know what's funny, and I think I may have said this on the last episode, but Trina bought me for my birthday a uh, little portrait thing. She bought oh, I love that thing. Yeah. And it came the day we found out Banks had cancer. Yeah. So and, like that's always going to have that little spot. Yeah. In my memory, but that's not Trina was like so mad about that. I'm like, no, that's. I said, that's actually not, I mean, right now it stings, but like in a year, in two right. years, I'm, when I remember, yeah, that came on the day we found out that that's always going to mean something to me. Yeah. I know it was a birthday present, but it didn't come on my birthday. It came like, I don't it, know, like the 27th or something. It's like a great that. portrait. Like I know it's it not is. a picture, like it's a painting type thing, the but only, it's great. The only bad thing about it is they look the same height because they took two separate pictures and combined them. And Banks uh, is way bigger, Banks than, is Bella. Way bigger than Bella, but they look the same height in the picture. Like <laughs> Banks, look, his head. But if you look at their faces, holy shit, it captures their ex- facial their expressions. Their expressions, their eyebrows. That's yeah, what it is. Their eyebrows are yeah, fucking great. Because ba- uh, Bella's eyebrows are always like, hey, what's going on? Yeah. And Banks's eyebrows are like, hey, right, right. What's going on? Like he was like Eeyore. You know, he came off like Eeyore. Yeah. Because he just didn't show a lot of emotion. But you could tell, like, he loved being down here with oh, us. Oh, yeah. And he loved, like... Being around people yeah, and being like social. when I was working and, down here, yeah. he would, he laid... His his dog bed laid right there. <laughs> and he'd lay with me every day while I was working. He would just lay there. Bella won't come downstairs. She won't. She yeah. did during COVID. We would come down here and watch TV. Like, I remember we started binging Shameless. Yeah. And uh, we were, and she would come down and sit right here on this couch. Trina would sit there. That's I would sit funny. here and Trina would, and uh, Bella would sit here. And then Banks would lay on the floor down here. And now she just won't come down here anymore. She hasn't come down here for probably a year. And, and like when I make her come down, you can tell she just, there's, I don't know if something happened to her down here, but she won't, she doesn't like to be down here. And she'll go upstairs though, right? Yeah, she goes upstairs. So it's not the stairs necessarily. No, no because... She goes upstairs, so like we take her out at night, like eight o'clock at night, mm-hmm. and she'll go upstairs as soon as she comes in the door. Yeah, and then in the morning, I'll take her outside, feed her, give her water, take her out again so she can poop because she usually doesn't poop the first time. She'll poop after yeah. she eats because I think she's too excited to eat. And then after she does that, she'll go back upstairs again. Huh? And she'll lay up so there. It's definitely and, not the stairs. Yeah, you know, like if Trina has a late start day or I have a late start day or whatever, she'll lay up there until one of us comes back downstairs and then she'll just sit on the first floor for the rest of the day. But she won't come She down loves here. that dog bed on the first floor. Oh, She's she always does. right there yeah. behind the couch. Yeah. That well, that's bed. where, that's where her crate was. Yeah. When we crate trained her, that's where the crate was. Yeah. So I think that's her spot. It's her spot for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't have the crate there. So six Oh five. I don't know if you need to get going. So probably here in just a minute. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to agree with you. I think, uh, the bourbon, bourbon enthusiast, enthusiast then yeah. mash and journey, then C920, then yeah. the 94 proof is just, you know, it's really good, but it's just, for me, we're They're all- just different tiers. Yeah. You we, know? I think we all tend to, on our show here, tend to lean toward the barrel proof yeah, side absolutely. of things. Um, to some degree, anyway. Um, so that one just, you know, I would drink that in a heartbeat. On a mm-hmm. regular night, a night outside, if you're going somewhere, you just want to take something and have something less, you know- 
mm-hmm. less uh, potent that you're you're drinking, that would be a, a good one to fall back to. And and you know what I've been drinking a lot of lately is Buffalo Trace. Yeah, I, I need to just start diving into my Elijah Craig again, my regular small batch stuff. Because so I've got like four or five bottles of it, like three barrel picks and a regular bottle. I've been going through some stuff too. Like I have a, a bunch of those Weller Special Reserves. Yeah. And I've been trying to go just go through those and kind of get rid of some of them. Yeah. I'm, I've am i got one Special Reserve, one antique right now that I'm just milking because I don't want to get through them. Right. I haven't gone out to hunt them. I haven't either. No. I told myself I was going to do it today and I didn't. I was told myself I was going to do it yesterday and I didn't. And I just, I keep getting distracted by other stuff at work and things like that. So life happens. It does. All right, man. Well, I've got to hurry up and turn this around and get it out because it's supposed to release tonight. <laughs> so, uh, because we were supposed to record yesterday. Yeah. And then hopefully next week we can record two so I can have one in Should the Should be bank. able to. Yeah. Because I'm going to be going to Hotlanta. Hotlanta. I'm going to be going to uh, New Orleans, not New Orleans, uh, Las Vegas and Toronto all in the span of like two weeks. So it's going to make it tough to record. So we need to get it like three. Yeah, we can do we need to get like next three week. ahead is what we need yeah. to do. So. We can do like an early and like a later next week. Yeah, and then I need to maybe have a double the, the week after with us and then maybe bring like Rudra and Sam or something. So, okay, cool. But All right, well, thanks for joining in, guys. Hopefully you enjoyed this. This is a little look into the private barrel versus barrel proof of Elijah Craig. And uh, next week we'll see what we're going to do. One of these times I, I am going to have to throw – an old Forcer 100 in that barrel back there and see what uh, yeah. see what happens. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Take out like three or four samples of it mm-hmm. and see how it tastes after a few weeks. So, all right, guys, thanks for joining in. Uh, give us a review on uh, whatever you're listening to, positive only. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Thanks a lot. Thank you for joining in for yet another episode of The Bourbon Hunters. If you like what you hear, please leave us a good rating on Apple, Podbean, Google, or wherever you are listening. It definitely helps us to get great guests on our show. And follow us on Instagram and the Facebooks to keep up to date with what is in our glass. As always, sit back, grab a pour, kick up your feet, and enjoy some bourbon. Bourbon.